up, kid. All I gotta say is what we can say is cheating. to Sounder Scuttlebutt, or welcome back. It's been a few years. I'm still Aaron Lingling, the host of Sounder Scuttlebutt, with my new co-host, Cameron. How you doing, Cameron? What is up? I am hyped right now after hearing that intro. That's the first time I've heard it, like in complete surround sound before. I think I only heard it in my laptop, so um, I'm raring to go and talk about some Sounders. Right, and what a season to get hyped for. Oh, yeah. I'm so stoked for this. This is going to be the greatest season in Sounders history, I think. More on that later. But being that you're new and I am am reborn, um, let's give a little bit of uh, it's our preseason primer. Let's give a little intro to who we are. So, Cameron, want to give a little bit of your background? You're you're kind of important in the community. Man, you know, if you say so, I'm just me. But uh, yeah, you know, I'm a um, lawyer and a film producer, and a podcaster, and a professor. Those are like kind of what I do in my day-slash-night jobs, because I don't really have a time of day I do work. It's just whenever I do it. And uh, I've been super involved with the Sounders for a long time. Um, Originally a Sounders fan dating back to the mid-90s, especially in high school. I went a lot to the USISL A-League Sounders. I still have a goalie jersey somewhere from then. And uh, then in 2009, when the team came, uh, I got season tickets, loved it. About second year, I started doing some supporter group stuff, and uh, third year, I joined Grill FC, and I'm now uh, the president of Grill FC, and I'm also the president of the fan government, which is called the Alliance Council. So super involved with the community, get to do a lot of cool stuff, and uh, I was 2021 fan of the year, which I had no idea I was receiving until five minutes before I received it at the last home game last year when they called me on the field and and gave it to me, and I was like, what? what? Whoa, this is crazy. So uh, that that was pretty exciting and unexpected. Wait, they didn't let you like give enough time to go to the bathroom before you found out. Uh, I well, I was already supposed to be put hooding up the um, scarves up Seattle thing that they do before every match, so uh-huh. uh, I knew I was doing that. So I, I was prepped and went to. The so bathroom. you went to the bathroom. That's yes, all I'm concerned I to, about. I actually left the field and went to the bathroom and then came back. But uh, left, no, the, okay, I was thinking of the stadium. I was like, on the field. <laughs> I was on the field. Uh, but yeah, so I didn't know I was going to win that and I did and it was super cool and I don't remember much about it because I was so busy having to be directed when to hold up my scarf and when to wave and you know all that that I didn't hear anything that James said over the loudspeaker or anything like that well uh, I've called you this before you're the John Kennedy Hurtado of the Sounders community El Presidente thank you thank you that's uh, I take the honor with um, great trepidation and seriousness and back to being silly, uh, I too am a Sounders fan. Um, I too have held my scarf up in the stadium, but I've never been on the field. Um, but I I love a production. I love my Sounders. I love working with you, and hence having the podcast back. I wanted to get my fingers wet again. I wanted to talk about one of the most passionate things in my life, 
Um, but my first two most important things in my life are my wife and my daughter. So that's kind of my bio. I am a Sounder fan, 206. Been a Sounders fan since 2009, I'll say that. Um, I'm 33, so going to Memorial Stadium growing up in basically Bainbridge uh, wasn't really feasible. But um, once 2009 hit, and of course losing the Sonics, uh, huge, huge, I mean, I, I still play basketball every all the time, uh, was huge. So I was one of those, you know, there's a void in my heart. I respect every sport. I've known about the Sounders. I'm going to go to some Sounders games. And I've been going to pretty much every match since the first season. So nice. And that's the beautiful thing about being a Sounders fan is it doesn't matter if you were at the first match or you just start starting this year. You're welcome in the Sounders community. And, um, you know, we hope you're going to keep listening to this podcast and dialogue with us about all the stuff we're going to say surrounding the Sounders. Well, you're not a Sounder fan if you're not listening to this podcast. So that's... That's just the first rule. Okay. That's that's the first rule of Sounders fan is you have to be a podcast listener to this one specifically. Mm-hmm. Exactly. This this and one other. Yes. And we will have Jackson Feltz on later. But these are the only two podcasts you should listen to. Yep. Sounders Weekly. You got it. So um, I do want to give one little shout out. There is a, a gentleman named Rick. He did DM me last fall wondering if Scuttlebutt will ever be a pod again. And the answer is yes. And Rick, you were a, actually a big part of it. I was settled into a new house with my wife and my and my two year old, and we were three months in, and we had that third room everyone dreams of. And we're, I'm able to put a microphone up. I'm able to get my little cute Behringer receiver going, and I'm able to talk to fellow Sounders fans. So I'm hitting record, and you were a little bit of a push of that. So I'm sure you're listening since you're one of my only DMs ever. Uh, so, uh, thank you, man. Thank you, Rick. And you can stop rooting for the Niners. And why don't you come back to Seattle? You live in Seattle. Um, so anyway, thank you, man. Appreciate that. And let's get the real scuttlebutt going. Did you see the U.S. men's national team? I mean, the, the new who match recently? The, the new who match as in today's I was, I want, The show sheet said U.S. men's national team, and I just changed it to yeah. new who this morning. That's I did. I, I, I watched the second half. It was cold um, last night. Blah, 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 blah. We won. Yeah. And Woo-hoo. let's just say that I, I don't know if he's coming back to the Sounders now because the way he handled Mo Salah means that zero, you know, zero, some, zero, some club zero. there is going to contr- just – you could see a, a club in the Premier League just overpaying for him at this Drooling point. Drooling right now. Yeah. I mean, so, they couldn't stop him. So we, we he may not be flying back to Seattle now that they've lost. He may he may be flying to somewhere else in Europe, which you know at is least both we got awesome seven hundred thousand dollars from Brad Smith if we're gonna lose a left back. <laughs> we can, we can try yeah, to maybe we can trade for Brad Smith. I hear he's available. <laughs> um let's not talk about losing Nuhu though, because he did so freaking well and I'm happy for him. And yeah. that was impressive. I mean, he he's the tournament, right? Let Isn't me tell he you the though. news of the tournament. Yeah, he is. But I'm very upset because um, I don't know if you know this, but I'm a, a lifelong Cameroon fan. Um, my name being Cameron. Uh, I, is that, are you being legit? No, seriously. Like, <laughs> I've always no, rooted no, for them really. since since like the 80s uh, when I discovered that they existed. That they're just <laughs> and, one extra O. Yeah. And so I, I took it really hard, the loss today and penalties. I, you know, on Twitter, I was like, we, we really needed this win. It was it was rough on us. 
Uh, and plus, we all know that the Egyptians did not build the pyramids. Aliens built those. They need to stop taking credit for it. It is all about Cameroon. That's what I'm saying. What? <laughs> I was ready to go on my 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 heartfelt Indiana Jones tangent there for a second, but I, I paused when he brought it back to Cameroon. Um, yep. Anyway, well, I actually did not know that about you. Yeah, well, you know, it seems natural. If there's a country named after you, you should probably root for them. Yeah, yeah. Wait for an errand then. But, okay, but no, I, I am pretty stoked. So what do you think that brings to... The team, assuming, I mean, you, you said that. I'm just going to pretend you didn't. But he's, he's, he's our starting left wing, left back, right? Center, left center back. What, how much freaking confidence does he have right now? I mean, it's got to be high, right? Like he already had a year leading, maybe not the end, end of the season, but leading up to it, that was almost defender of the year status. For sure. Uh, and then there was some weird stuff at the end, especially that last match when he, was trying to get himself subbed off at inappropriate times and came out hurt at ha- I don't know that was all really strange I don't know what happened and I think maybe he, he has a little bit of that uh same thing that um Richard Sherman sometimes, has <laughs> No I just think it plagues some people where when they get a little bit of hurt little bit of hurt what's the difference between having an injury and being hurt like when you're hurt you can play through it if it's not an injury and I think he babies his 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 hurts a little bit when they're not actually injuries, if you see what I'm saying. I see, no, I mean I totally see what you're saying. Um, but I mean, he was the best player of that tournament. Is I mean I say was because they're out, but now he's coming back to preseason and he's going to be the best left back in the league, right? I would assume so. I mean he. He's going to come back with more confidence than he's had in the past and probably a better player because as we've seen with lots of players, when they go off to their national teams, they get to learn from superstars yeah, exactly. and come back. Um, so I, I would expect him to come back stronger and more professionally focused. mature. Yeah, exactly. Okay. I mean, he's not a kid anymore. He's, he's growing into a full, full blown man. There was like, honestly, a full year where I was just like, I mean, I love the patience they're 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 giving him, but he he seems uh, petulant. Seems very harsh, very harsh. But you know what? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, no. Was it I'm like it wasn't twenty twenty, but or was it twenty twenty that I was starting to get that weird vibe where he was just seeming like I'm the best left back. Put me out there, and the patience and and not coddling, but just the nurture actually is, is what I'm trying to say that. Really, he's gotten. He's been in the team for five years now. This is, will this yeah. be his fifth season? You got to remember, he came in as a young man, yeah, who was in a country where he didn't speak English. He spoke French, right? Yeah, and came over to Tacoma Defiance, and that's where he like came up. And so, there, I think there's a lot of stuff that you have to kind of go through as a person who's dealing with that in order to succeed. Mm-hmm. And he had all the raw talent in the world, but maybe not the the best head on his shoulders at times. As we and now we're most, seeing most of us did of not <laughs> at 20 yeah. years old. Right. Uh, and now we're seeing that more combined. With it, so. so, yeah, no, I think super excited. And not um, being a domestic player, too, that we've we've grown in our academy. Right. Right. Not right. so much the academy, but through our system. Right. Yeah. He's non-domestic yeah. and that and he's through. He's a sounder through and through. Right. I mean, and now yeah. he's known globally. Like, yeah. <laughs> Like good on us too. That is some 
fantastic. Uh, it's a fantastic advertisement for what this what this club does behind the scenes. And I think he'll be. I mean, if he comes out and has a, a defender of the year performance again at left back, um, there's no way he won't be moving on to to bigger pastures. And I hate to say that because no, Sounders are you know the end all be all for us, but there are leagues higher than us. We'll admit it. They exist, and so you could see him going. Um, I wouldn't say he'd be like on Manchester United or something like that, but he definitely could be like a, a bottom level premier league team or, um, you know, head on over to Germany somewhere. They love American players, even though he's not American, he's coming from America. Yeah. In Germany. Yeah, yeah. The spotlight right now is America. I don't, I don't know, but also like the, the, the dramatization of his play, you know what right. I mean? I mean that yeah. it's attractive to a European audience too. Right. It's true. So very true. It, that might that might give us an extra zero. Who knows? But I'm I'm just for one, just super excited that I mean the Afcon Cup is being so watched right now because of him, at least from this region. And I'm so happy for him. And I'm excited to see him back in camp now. I mean, yeah. it's good that they're kind of out of it, right? <laughs> he can get back sooner. Yeah, from a I suppose standpoint. that's true. But but I will say, um, if you haven't watched Afcon, do it. You know, the finals coming up, it'll be Egypt versus Senegal, right? So uh, definitely check out the final. That's going to be a huge game. I think uh, we are so Eurocentric in our soccer fandom and, and, and what we watch that. And there's players tearing it up, world-class goals everywhere, and they're not getting their credit. Mm-hmm. So definitely check out that final. Like, we need to celebrate soccer everywhere in the world. Good point. Thank you for saying that. Uh, another point I want to bring up some more non-sounders. Well, it's, it's sounder adjacent um, is Dempsey. He's mm. going to the Hall of Fame, baby. He had, Along with fellow sounder, Hope Solo. That is that is true. That is true. Yeah. It was How many years were they sounders women before rain? Uh, two or three? Yeah, it was It was very short-lived before the NWSL three. came about. But but Hope Solo was sounders, sounders women player. Uh, along with all the best players in the world, I feel like it's kind of funny that right when they, yeah, that was pretty, that was pretty dope. That was a fun summer. Um, but yeah, just back to Deuce. I mean, did so much for the club, really, both from a brand standpoint, obviously, but he backed it up, and I'm super just excited. I, and I and I love, I just he tries shit on the pitch, but not not off. You know what I mean? Right. Um. So I'm just I'm just really happy for him. And I mean, he's tied as the all-time goal scorer for USA. Is that right? Mm-hmm. He, he tied the the record, but wasn't I? I but, felt like they should have given him a testimonial where he scored the the goal that was the the pat the one that passed him. But you know, whatever. Um, I will say my favorite moment in Seattle sports history involves Dempsey. I wasn't tell. there. I wasn't there. It was one of only two U.S. Open Cup matches I've ever missed in the Sounders MLS history. But the red card wedding where he (laughs) took the Mm -hmm. uh, book away from the referee and tore it up Mm -hmm. is still one of my favorite moments in sports history of Seattle. Like it's up there with me with the the um, Edgar double, um, you know, the Richard Sherman uh, tip for the interception. um, Just all these all red card wedding. And even though it didn't go our way and I wasn't even there, I was in Canada watching the USA women play Nigeria and coming back across the border when all that happened. So was uh, I. So we, see? No yeah. Shit. No Ooh. shit. I was at that game. Yeah. That was a great NBC game. Place. 
Yeah. That's so funny. I was at a bar yeah. literally across the street with my my free AT&T tablet I got with my phone at the time. Yeah, it, it's free for a reason. But we were streaming we were streaming the match, me and my buddy just sitting in the corner with the best Wi-Fi connection. <laughs> That's so funny that you were there. That's awesome. That is so awesome. So yeah, Dempsey, um, soccer god and I loved it when he was on the USA broadcast earlier this year when yeah. he was wearing sunglasses and he's just so he's cool. He's got swag, man. And, and, yeah. and he's true to it. Uh, I'll run through it, it, just his stats. He had uh, for the New England Revolution and Sounders, but just in his MLS regular season career, 72 goals, 42 assists, and 186 MLS matches. And for the US A team, 57 goals, 21 assists. And as you said, did tie Landon Donovan uh, with the most goals in their U.S. men's national team career. So I do have, and I um, well, I don't have now as I speak into the microphone, but I will have the link to, I did like the Sounders um, video they did for him on Twitter. And I'll, I have that link saved right now that I'll put in the description. It's worth worth a couple minutes uh, just to remember. It's been, it's been a number of years since we had that man. So it's, it's always nice to watch that, just like it's always nice to watch Marshawn videos. You know what I mean? So uh, I'll put that on there. Anything else you have to say about uh, Deuce, the men's national team? It was a really cold game. I didn't really watch it. Yeah. I don't have much to say because I had a two-year-old to attend to after work. But I, did I watched watch the first highlights. 50 minutes. Yeah, I saw I saw most of it, or, you know, um, but then I had to go teach. So I, I missed the end. But um, kind of cool to see Jordan Morris starting. Uh, I think he did well despite not scoring. You know, he didn't get the assist on that uh, second goal. But it kind of went if he didn't through exi- his body. If he didn't exist, it probably wasn't a goal. So he did exist, and yeah, it was a goal. Right, like his, his body just... being where it was and just missing him landed it at the feet <laughs> exactly. of um, that Columbus defender that everyone loves that I don't think is very good and scored the goal. Yeah, well, yeah, so good, and good experience. I mean, not so much experience, but he's back, right? So yeah, that, back. that is that's, experience, that's right? But it, I was definitely bad. afraid he was going to get hurt since he seems to love to do that, but, especially um, you know. in that kind of condition. But um, right. But having him seeing him out there playing meaningful soccer, uh, especially leading up to our season is huge because he'll then come in and, and be ready to go. And uh, I would have loved to see more Christian. Right. I don't like that Christian doesn't get in there enough. Um, in fact, I think he'd probably be the best uh, midfielder if he was out there consistently. I mean, yeah, we, and, I mean, we're and, biased, but we also because we uh, watch him every single day. <laughs> best back, I'd say best defensive midfielder. I wouldn't say best. I mean, when you've okay, got yeah, that was generalizing some of those other players, yeah, in there. to his skill set, but, of yeah. course. Right, but um, you know, I I I would just like to see him at least come in off the bench more often, and mm-hmm. I feel like he, I feel like he must be there because he's such a great leader. Because otherwise, they'd be playing him. They wouldn't just be bringing him in to sit on the bench. They'd be bringing in a young player mm-hmm. who had, I mean, he's not old, but, you know, he's not 21, 20. They'd be bringing in another young player who could learn. Mm-hmm. So I think I think he must be really great in the locker room. I mean, plus having met him a few times and just seeing him around. Yeah, he's, he he's an amazing dude. Yeah. For sure. All right. Well, we are going to take a moment here to uh, get our buddy Jackson Feltz on the show. And I do have a game for us. Now, we can't talk much about the actual new kit that's coming out, but we can talk about all the other kits. I have a game, a kit trivia game for you, Cameron, and for Mm -hmm. Jackson when he comes in. That's all you guys know about it. I know all the answers. I know all the questions. And we're going to go through it when Jackson comes on. We're going to loosen things up, see how much you guys know, and who will win this game. All right? We love competition. 
All right, Jackson, you have entered the room. Welcome to Sounders Scuttlebutt. How are you doing, my friend? Aaron, I'm doing great. Cameron, what's up, buddy? It's it's so hey. good to be with you guys. I'm, I'm so glad that I could uh, share this with, with two of my good friends. So uh, happy to be on. Right on, right on, right on. So I, I want to already mention that you have a great podcast with Nico. You brought Nico on on Sounders FC Weekly, Sports, Sports Radio 950. And I loved... It wasn't so much we kind of had this on the books, but it was. It's like it's great to kind of get a good encapsulation of what's already happening in preseason camp, what's happened in the off season. So that's why it was just obvious that we. I mean, I'm a layman. Cameron's got some knowledge, and I want to bring in someone else with some knowledge to talk about what's happening, just to bring us all up, including myself. So I really appreciate you coming on and spending the time with us, having a glass of wine and talking sounder scuttlebutt but first we're gonna play a little game i teased about it before that break eight seconds ago oh boy we're gonna do a sounders kit trivia just to get us all warmed up for the new <laughs> kit that's coming out that we can't talk about. I, own, I can't say i own uh oh i moved them from this room but i own every single sounders kit but one so I did not right, well, know I'm, that. Definitely going to, I'm definitely gonna lose them so i because i definitely don't have all but one of them so cameron can my rocket in the background but but the, but the other thing is that i also am uh forgetful so that that's the other it all matches together <laughs> so you, there's you, the dangling you carrot up on that you're still jackson you're still young and have a a, a virile <laughs> mind whereas i'm elderly and can't even remember where i put my keys Oh boy, we'll 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 see. We'll see how this goes because because I don't have very high hopes. Okay, I, honestly, Jackson, I did not know he owned every single jersey before I decided to do this. <laughs> sure, game. oh yeah, sure. I, hey man, I I would I'm competitive. I would put myself in the game if I just was going to watch an onslaught here. Um, anyway, let's let's get going. So here's here's how I done. It's not chronological, right? But I do know which year I'm mentioning, and it is one kit per year. Okay, could be primary, could be secondary, could be the third one. I may or may not already lead into that in the question. So basically, you have an option to answer the question and guess the year. You get a point for each. Cameron is a co-host, so this is his home turf. So we'll go with the baseball rules. Jackson, I will ask you the question first. Okay. Cameron, if you don't get if you if you give up, if you don't answer. If you don't answer, I won't say it's yes, yes or right. But if you don't answer, I will give it to Cameron. So you might as well just throw it out there. Just throw an answer, okay? Okay. Okay? So here's the first one. What was the first kit with a collar? With a collar. The name with The name of the collar. kit. What was the kit with the first co- collar? Oh, I have to name that too. See now, I'm, yeah, the names are the ones that's going to trip me up because because the names are the ones that I really because I know that Heritage had a collar, and I, that's really only one of the couple that I know the exact name of. So, I mean, because there's there's so many different ones that I just don't know the names of, but I do know that Heritage had a collar, so I'll just guess heritage to 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 try to do something but i i genuinely don't know so do i get the answer if he's wrong or how, how does this work 
at first I was thinking about that since you said you owned every single one. I didn't want to give the steal for a wrong answer. So I said, if he just passes, I think you have the upper hand here, Cameron. But if, yeah, he, yeah. if you want to do it just for funsies, yeah, because I'm like going to try. say it anyway. Go yeah. ahead. What is so, it? So, so it's not heritage. It's not um, heritage. No. I'll do story. It is he the, jumped in right even when it wasn't. Yeah, I refer to it as the Easter kit. Um, it was, it was uh, the, they took electricity and added color to it. And I, so I believe super, it is called Super, super Cyan. Cyan. Yeah, Super Cyan uh, 2012. Jackson, what the hell? Well, okay, I know I knew that one, but I forgot that it had the stupid collar. Dang it! <laughs> you, got, you got it right, but you gave it was it, it was it was here. Here, can I steal this point? It was 2012, yeah. uh, 20, no, sorry, it was twenty. Uh, it was twenty twelve, twenty thirteen. Okay, all right. I'm gonna give so you I only guess one of the years, but yeah. So I'm gonna give Jackson a point because I didn't. Okay. I didn't get the option to ask him what year. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, I'm fine with him getting a point for that. Okay. But I get the point it for the Super Saiyan. It is I mean, I did have a collar, though. Yeah, you're right. Yes, it did. But it wasn't, it was like a loose collar. It wasn't like the one on the Heritage where they buttoned it Business up. Cash. And in fact, right, the, right the exactly. Players, exactly. <laughs> players hated that button on the Heritage because the ball would hit it. Exactly. And it would, it would hurt really bad. So that's right. one of the reasons why we don't uh, see a lot of teams use a collar with a button. Interesting. All right, ready for question number two. Question number two. What was the primary kit's design? What was the this primary kit's design departure compared to the original all green primary? Uh, I was asked. It's a primary language of origin, but can you can you say that question again? Exactly. (laughs) I'll use it in a sentence. I'll use it in a question. Uh, What was this primary's? design departure this primary kit's design departure compared to the original all green primary so basically this is the so how was first it primary that's different from the all green okay um oh god but what was the name of it see the names the name part of this is going to trip me up i do because... believe it's cameron's turn Oh, oh. First. you're right, because it's... Oh, that's right, because you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so, but Wait, it's probably going to go to you anyways, because I would argue that the original one wasn't all green. It had blue on the sides. I agree. So, but uh, we're going to assume you mean not that one, and then on to the next one. Um, we had... Um... Okay, we can skip it. Basically, this the 2016 primary kit came out with blue sleeves we didn't have blue sleeves yeah, before they, yeah but at the same yeah. time like the 2000 and 2011 had blue had, hair. Yeah. yeah there was the blue stripes here on another one there was there was blue in other ways to my defense yeah. this little anecdote was from sounder at heart that was almost verbatim so it wasn't no comment movie. okay we're skipping that one 2016 so now you can erase that year but we'll, we will give it back. Should we give it back to Cameron since we're skipping that one? Just sure, make it even so we have a real answer. This one's a little easier. What was the first Sounder Away kit called? This has a no year bonus. The first Sounder Away kit. Okay, we have to think about this because now there isn't Home and Away. Now there is Primary and Community kit, and that's it. But it used to be Primary, Secondary, and Third kit. Primary was the light color. 
Secondary was dark color. And third could be whatever you wanted. Mm-hmm. So if we think about this, so we're talking about 2009. Mm-hmm. Um, no, your bonus. Uh, yeah, the first we one. Had, we had the, the green home with the blue on the side and the blue home with the green on the side. Um, you know, I don't remember what that one's called, but I'm going to c- call it uh, uh, um, <laughs> I'm like, what does the E stand for? <laughs> For forever blue, evergreen. No, Jackson, do you want to take it? Um, I I guess I'll just go That's eternal hard. blue, eternal blue to see if they had called it right from there. But like again, I don't know the names of them. Sounder blue, sounder blue, sounder okay. blue. You know what's interesting is when they made um when they announced the team and then they made like a mock Jersey before the jerseys actually came out, you could buy a Jersey t-shirt and the only one they made was the blue one. And somewhere in really? a box, cause it's too small for me. I have a blue Sounders Jersey t-shirt from like 2007 or 2008, hmm. uh, which um, I wore so much that it's like wearing thin. Huh. Interesting. You ready? This one, I think that I, I honestly, I knew about that second question. I was like, God, I'm just gonna, this is not going to land. All the other ones are good. So let's get happy about that. Number three. Let's rock. Jackson, this is you. What was the... Oh, that one, <laughs> I just read that. The primary had something iconic. This primary had something iconic and subliminal on the front. What was it? What was the design that was iconic and subliminal subliminal on the front of this primary kit? Iconic and subliminal. <sighs> The subliminal might be tripping me up. Um, but again, you're looking for the jersey name, right? No. No, I'm not. This is you're, okay. This is what was the iconic design feature on this kit. Subliminal is only well, like the, well, crest, so, the crest so, is so, not I mean, subliminal. So, it's obvious. So basically, yeah. there's design so, features so Amelia, that are all subliminal. Amelia, I would go, I would go to the... Um, what year was those then? That would be, uh, 11 and 12. I think 11 and 12 had the straps. Is that what you were asking for? Is that what you're asking for? Is, is the one with the, with the straps? I think, I think, and I'm going to give you a little hint here. Mm-hmm. I think what he's asking for is something that's more Iconic. a feature of the Jersey rather than just like a design feature. Like, well, it is a design feature, but it's it's more prominent in the jersey than just something like the straps. It's I'm iconic, thinking about the you know. iconic to Seattle Seattle Sounders. Oh well, you're looking for the, the thirteen fourteen that had the space needle. I'm I'm going to give that to you. Exactly yep. what it is. It's an iconic mm-hmm. image, and it was subliminal. It was kind of like washed in. Yeah, right. Exactly. It wasn't exactly. prominent. Like, yeah. hey, there's a space needle. Like our crest is. Yeah. No, it was. It was there though. You could see it. Which is a really interesting thing yeah, because yeah, right. a space needle is a privately owned building, and so yeah. you cannot just use the space needle and stuff without the skyline unless you pay a licensing fee for their trademark. So did they? Yeah, that would be a question for Maya Mendoza Ekstrom. Interesting. Draft a letter right now. Got my quill. <laughs> All right, Cameron, you ready? We got we got um, Jackson with that one. Got he's got a total of three points here. Cameron, you got one because of the joint one point first question, and we'll always, yeah. we're just going to forget about number two. 
So question number five. What phrase was on the back of the new rave green kit's neck? Oh, he gets this question? Cameron gets this? Well, this is an interesting one. This is the new one, meaning... Say, Wait, read that one more time. What phrase was on the back of the new rave green kit's neck? Okay, so um, I think... I always forget. I think that's the neck hit. Because one is the neck hit and the inside is the neck tape or vice versa. Um, usually the Alliance Council is involved and we get to uh, suggest what they might put. This is the beautiful thing about being an Alliance Council. You get to give input to the club on Jersey sometimes. And we've been able to give either the neck tape, the neck tip, or the jock tag uh, suggestion. And they've usually used it. This is one where we did not. I feel like Jackson so, already knows the answer and he's just pissed. Of course, I'm just sitting here just <laughs> waiting yeah. for it. I'm just stalling to try know, and remember body exactly it right what up. it is. Um, Aaron, can you read the question? Yeah, Aaron, can you read the question one more time just so I know? Because there's, there's two of them in my brain, but I want to have the exact language of your question correct. I'm, let me just say this real quick. It's I'm going to say it, and then if I'm wrong, then he can do it. It is uh, the phrase that is used by another podcast in Spanish. I'm going to say it's you will hear us. I believe it's Latin. Oh, is it Latin? Mm -hmm. Okay, I don't know. It, they're both romance mutual, languages. Mutual respect. Yeah, no audientes. You will hear us is on the back of yes. that kit. But I will say the the the, the, the we got to stand side by side is the Jimi Hendrix. So I wanted right. to know if it was the primary. Or yeah. of course, the Jimmy Hendrix. That's why you said Wave Green, and that's, that's why I put. Yeah. It, and, and you've already said exactly. you're not the, the best with the names, but you know the, the point is a trivia game. You're not supposed to get all of them right. Anyway, so yeah, we're gonna give uh, we're gonna give Cameron gets those one. two points. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. But that does bring it even, fellas. We got three, three. All right, Jackson, ready to go? Let's do it. The Forever Green primary, sorry, <laughs> the Forever Green primary debuted with this much maligned design aesthetic. Yeah, it's it's the kind of the, I wouldn't say stripes, but I would kind of say the hoops that didn't go all the way around. I'm going to repeat it one more time. The Forever Green primary debuted with this much maligned design aesthetic. Yeah, okay, I, I, I'll stay, I'll stay with my answer in the sense of the yeah, they're the, the hoops, but they aren't really hoops. They're more of just like you. you know lines that that are um, a little bit uneven, and it's just kind of like a design that sort of looks like hoops, but isn't exactly hoops. What year? Oh, uh, um, would have been twenty twenty, right? Um, wait, yeah, yeah, twenty twenty, because it was here twenty twenty and twenty twenty one. I might. I'm going to give you the, the year. It's 2020. I'm talking about the three white stripes oh, on the right oh, shoulder. You, 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 okay. Yeah, you right. Rave green. Right. Okay. So yeah, forever, let's give let's give him those points because because I think yeah. he was talking about the the wavy stripes hoops across the front of it. Yeah. 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 I, mean, yeah I mean, overall, like yeah, I mean, people, the Adidas stripes were another part of that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and and those weren't. I mean, as someone who got to be involved, not with the design process in the sense that we got to give any input on the actual jersey itself, but gave ideas, made a, a uh, 
board of I mood board and and saw it through the process like this is what Adidas is offering because that's one of the beautiful things you get to do if you're on the Alliance Council. Um, of course, you have to sign an NDA that, that you're not going to give away anything from it. So nothing specific about other than saying that we are involved that way. Um, uh, Bender, though, none of, none of the jerseys that season were obviously designed with that Adidas thing in mind. That all came later because you designed the jersey years in advance. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, they're two years, I think, in advance at least. Oh, okay. All right, we got five, we got five to three. Five to three. Okay. Cameron here to catch up. It was a real '90s baseball when the when the steroid era was happening. <laughs> God, I loved Ken Griffey Jr. like this. Um, actually, so Cameron, you're probably gonna get this. Uh, Adidas called this feature "Tech Fit." What do Sounders fans unaffectionately know it as? Oh, that's got to be the bra strap. Yep. What year? Um, let's see. It was on the shale and whatever the primary was that year. Um, I am going to say that was 11, 12. Oh, he got it. Ah. I, I was ready You're to ready swoop in it. and steal yeah, that. See I was ready to swoop in on that one. <laughs> I actually asked Taylor Graham from the Sounders just last week about whether those actually did anything. And he was like, well, they say they did. So I don't think the players even knew, but the whole idea, I think DC had them as well, right? It was supposed to be something that would hold your shoulders up and back and then help you more uh, play, just build muscle and everything as you're playing. You so it was supposed to be a finish yeah. built into the Jersey, but I don't think the players knew one way or another. Cause yeah, I, I think they're physically fit enough to run around a field. Um, they don't need <laughs> that. Um, I do, but anyway, Jackson, you're going to be happy just because you pretty much already answered this question. This away kit was the second to sport a collar. What was it called? That would be the Heritage. Uh, it was here uh, in um, 17 and 18, if I have that you right. You got it. You got it. You got it. You got it. All right, Cameron, you ready? We got seven Jackson, five Cameron. Mm. You guys are on a, on a little roll here, getting both. This kit was voted MLS Best jersey of all time in 2020. Oh, man. In 2020? Oh, do I I have a chance to steal this? Well, I mean, it can only be two jerseys. It can only be one jersey. (laughs) Well, here's the thing. There can only be one jersey. No, but I mean, there's two possibilities. Since 2020, that that eliminates the the Jimi Hendrix jersey, which is was you know in the top jerseys of of all time last year uh, by a lot of international um, publications. But so to me, uh, this brings like it down legitimate. This is voted. Yeah, this brings it down to pitch right. But I'm I'm going through the process because I don't know the answer. This brings it down in my mind to pitch black or Pacific blue. So those are both uh, secondary kits that when we talked to the Sounders about what we wanted in secondary kits, once we lost the third kit, we said, we want the secondary to be as bold as the third kits used to be. So that was always, that was, that was the feedback we were giving on behalf of the fans to the council, from the council to the club, 
So um, this was the first time I think they went really bold with the second kit, uh, and that would be the always amazing pitch black. He got that right. Yeah, the year you knew it the whole time. Come on. Oh, so, no, do I have a chance to steal the year if he doesn't get the year? Uh, yes, yeah, yeah. So what's me, the year? Because this is the harder part. Um, because they all because I'm always thinking two years ahead, right? Because I already know what this year's kit and next year's kit look like. Um, and, and, and by the way, to anybody, to anybody listening, I have been searching for a pitch black jersey for years because I didn't get one when it was here for some reason. What, what size? What size? <gasps> uh, I, large XL, whatever fits. Okay, I'll take a onesie. Because it is, I mean, it is. It, it is good, but I'll take it, man. It is legitimately the greatest, the greatest sports jersey I've ever seen. I love it, uh, but I like the full yeah. ensemble, like the, the the neon green shorts with the sock, the full kit wanker. Uh, I have a bunch of the shorts. I, I'll see if I have any extras. I, I mean, I have a bunch of the shorts over the years. I don't know if I have multiple. Mm-hmm. You can keep year, your shorts. I have, I have a ton of game worn. I think I had Eddie Eddie. Uh, Johnson. Eddie Johnson game worn from that year, maybe. Wow. Um, Where are you getting game worn shorts? Weirdo. Garage sale. If you're a ticket holder, you get to go to the garage sale at the end of the season, and you can they have game worn jerseys, game worn shorts. Game, so sense. always go to the garage. Right, sale. I thought you were a creeper. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, that makes yeah, a I mean, I, I broke into Eddie's house and I, I stole his shorts. Well, I was thinking That's... the locker room, but all right. Um, yeah. So um, the year. We are going to go with, let's see, I got to do this backwards. So what year is this right now? We're 2022. So Jimi Hendrix is 21-22. I appreciate you. So I'm going to go with um, 20, shoot. Jackson's going to be able to steal this. I think so. I, I will be able to steal this. I'm going to go 2017-2018. No. Ooh. That was Pacific Blue, wasn't it? Jackson. Yes, it was. It was, it was Pacific Blue because what you had is you had like – um, as, I, as I work through this, it would have been 2014 and 15. You got it. Yes. 2015, I believe. 2015 had the best three jersey year, I think, of any That's year. Right. It, was a third kit. it wasn't a secondary. I, I love all three, and I know, I know I the, the you know there's a whole debate and there's a whole criticism of, of what the what the white did there in in, in 2015 and whatnot. The Olympic, the Olympic white, right, the Olympic white, exactly. Sure. But, I hate that we're blaming jerseys for the Sounders. Let's, let's not play. talk about other jerseys yeah, in a good. jersey trivia game. Let's, let's, okay. let's that's systematically a, that's a fair, move through all the jerseys that we've ever had. That's, a fair that's kind of the point. That's a fair okay. point. <laughs> and we should keep going because this is going to get I long. Know, right? God. All right. So Jackson's got eight to Cameron six wow. with that nice seal there. Okay. okay. All right. So this goes to Jackson, right? That's where we're at. Yep. We won two open cups in this kit. What is it called? <gasps> uh, can we pause here is that possible for me to get a charger because my phone's about to die yeah but don't look it up yes i, I will not my phone's the phone's on the table i'm not working it up but my phone's charger. Die. Grab a charger. yeah no, no and i'm gonna steal if he doesn't get this okay all right can you hear me is this, is this yeah, do you have the Wikipedia yep. of all Sanders kits up? 
Actually, can you give me the question again? I'm so sorry. <laughs> okay, well, we're good acting there. Um, we won two <laughs> open cups in this kit. What is it? Uh, okay, open cups. Um, 9, 10, 11, 14, if I have that right. Um, so it would have been 9, 10. No, it would have been 10, 11. Um, because open cups were in the third. Holy shit. I actually know the name of this one. Good deductive one of the few I actually know the name of. Electricity. I will give it to you. Electricity Yellow. Yes, it was. Yeah. What year? Seems like a walk-in. Uh, yeah, yeah, 10 11. I meant walk off. I, food and beverage. <laughs> you could walk in the game winning run. Walk in it. <laughs> I've walk been to a Mariners game where the A's walk in the game winning run. All right, Cameron, you ready? We have 10 Jackson. Cameron, six. I'm, I'm a little bit surprised. Jackson, you were a little coy. This is stunning. There you go. This is, the, this is the upset of the century. Well, okay. Yeah, I mean, it, it, we got four more it, questions. And uh, Jackson, you're like going to have a one point question. Timbers all over again. <laughs> I, I don't know if you got that, though. The, the Jackson um, or Cameron, your question, you have a year bonus. Okay. Jackson does not. Okay. That is even, by the way. Earlier, you had a no year bonus. So. There is a moment. This is this is a steeplechase here. All right. So you ready? Mm-hmm. This kit was the first of its kind and doesn't have a name. What is it most known for within the Sounders community? It's a tough one. Mm-hmm. First of its kind and doesn't have it's more a of name. a riddle. Right. Because we learned earlier that the original secondary kit was called Sounders Blue. So I would presume the original primary was Sounders Green. So we can immediately erase that off the top, I think. So then we had Electricity. uh, We had Shale. I don't remember what the green was called on that side. Shale. I love the shales. Um, Yeah, me too. Pacific blue, pitch black, all the good one, the good ones. Reminder: This isn't um, a name we're looking for, right? But I'm go, I'm eliminating them okay. by figuring Just out. Make the sure names. didn't want to get the your white, train too Olympic far white, off. Olympic white and heritage. So those are all not it. Um, I am going to say it was the. I heard a whisper there. I didn't hear what I, it was. I, 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 it. Because I have the benefit, and so do you, but a video I just saw Jackson's I face. Think, I think he I knows. I think I know. I think I know. I, I think it was butt. the one where it had the big stripe down the side, and it was available in shale and green. Um, I don't know what it's called, though. But I, I'm going to say... So you, Again, I we're not going for name. No, and you can guess the yeah. year once, once you... It doesn't have a name, right? So I'm saying I don't, I don't know those names, so I'm guessing... Oh, what's it most known for? Right. It doesn't have a name. It's the first um, of its kind. But what is this kit most known for? I would say that it's the green. With, no, it has a name. It does not have a name. No, I know. The one I was going to say oh, has okay. a name. Sorry. So I'm trying to figure out what doesn't have a name. 
Um, I'm going to say it is the shale with the stripe, and it is most known for the Sounders scoring two crazy goals in the uh, CCL uh, against Tigres with the Jimmy long shot and the Yedlin. And the Yedlin hair. Rufio. Yeah. No. Okay. Do you want to – you have an opportunity to guess the year. Oh, the year? Um, so if it's, it's not turn. that, I'm going to go ahead and say 2009. Okay, no. So Jackson. Yeah, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go off the wall here because it's the it's the only record, thing that really popped into my brain. But the thing that popped into my brain was in 2015, the pitch black had a variant where they promoted like um so, it might have been a game on the pitch hey. black and it was a they specific there was a, yeah it might have been a specific like halo or or xbox game underneath the xbox on the pitch black kit and it was i can't remember an mls team ever promoting a specific thing like that on, on a singular kit where we where, also did where, years of war though on pacific blue Oh, maybe yeah. So, so I, it was before that because when they the first did yeah. it, it was some. It was on the. It was on the pitch black. Yeah, it was Halo Five. Some specific, yeah, Halo Five. Some specific yeah. game on that. So I'll guess the 2015 Halo pitch black. I'm gonna give Jackson the year 2015. Okay, one point for Jackson. What's the kit? This well, see, now, hold on. Now, now, can I, can I, can I, can I, can I extend? Let me just extend. <laughs> you already have a big enough. You want me to tell you you're wrong you first, and then you can talk about what you're thinking about? Uh, yeah. no. Okay. No. <laughs> Love you. Because there has only been one time where there's been a one-year kit, and and it, there was there wasn't a you know normally we've seen the, you know the the two years right you two year two year two year two year, but in 2015. The primary green was only a one-year jersey. So this was the this kit was the first of its kind, being white. I'm I'm answering. I'm giving you the answer right there. It was the first yeah, so of its the kind. Road, it's white. So the, the secondary. And the it was secondary most known was for the, being cursed because we lost. That was named the Olympic white jersey, though. Olympic white it had a name. Olympic white. Yeah, it had a name. That was Olympic white. Oh, Aaron. Aaron, really? You can just cut that question out, and we'll start. We'll... You you might you might want to cut this. We'll just cut that question. That was Olympic white. Oh, it mm-hmm. definitely was Olympic white. Olympic white. Again, I found that from a Sandra Hart article that stopped in 2016, <laughs> so I had to go find the other ones later. It didn't say had a name. Oh boy. Well then, I... well who wrote that article? Who who wrote that article? I, yeah, I'm even even gonna, men's Seattle at Sounders FC it's, it's Adidas been... Olympic White 2015. Even no, on the oh, you Adidas the internet, I went to the library. That's probably why I looked in encyclopedia. I was just saying it. Even even there, it has it listed as that. No. Okay. How about no, this? How about no, this? No, I'm going to ask... cut this because this is authentic. Oh, I'm going to take your just point cut it away. Down. Just cut it I'm going to take your point mm-hmm. away and then make it uh-huh. even. We'll pass okay. it. You're already okay, in the great. lead. Why, why don't Why don't you, Cameron? Cameron gets this next question. Cameron, that was that was that was that wasn't cool. Cameron, you get this next okay. one. Okay, let's go. Okay. Well, this is easy. What was the name of the 2021 special jersey? Oh come on! It's not you. Do Do you know it, Jackson? Do you think you know it? 
I'm not going to give it to you. Yeah, it's it's term, but do you think you know it? Do you think it's hard? Or you no, yeah. so can you can you define special to me? Do you mean? Oh, the, no, do you don't mean, give that to him. Don't give no, that no, to him. No, but here's special. the thing is special. Do you mean like we have the primary and community? So special is not one of those two. Is so that what keep you're in saying? Mind, I'm, I'm mentioning a jersey introduced in this year. Right. So I'm already giving you the right, year. Right. You right. should know. There's a home so away, and then I would. It's it's called the in special. In 2021, so there is only that we have two. We have two kits. We have a primary and a community kit right now. In 2021, all that exists is a primary and a community. We did nope. have other kits that came in. Yeah, but those were the two main kits. Those mm-hmm. were the Sounders kits. We had a parlay kit that came in. So we had the parlay the blue parlay kit, but we had the primary, which is the watermelon ash green. We had the secondary, which is the Jimi Hendrix Jersey, mm-hmm. uh, which is called, uh, so those are legitimate home and away jerseys, right? So yeah. I'm, I'm making a point here. That we had a parlay. Then we had a, par- we had a parlay kit. No way, way to walk it. right into it. Okay. What's the name okay. of it? Yeah. Oh, it has a name. Wait, it has a name. What? Hmm. Because it was just the, it was the parlay. Yeah, it was the parlay that parlay was... Parlay is an organization. Parlay is the brand, like the branding for it. Um, because they're always parlay. All the previous yeah. ones were parlay yeah, kits. so it's not unique. Parlay just means it's made with, with recycled um, bot, water bottles. So, Aaron, you're um, saying that, that the, the parlay kits have names, specific names. This one did. I am going to go with Power Blue. I, it's Prime Blue. Oh, that's right. It was prime blue. That's right. It was. That's correct. Yeah, that's correct. Because it had mm-hmm. the orange, the blue and the orange. It was beautiful. What a phenomenal kit. Yeah. yeah. What's interesting is prime blue is like an entire collection from Adidas uh, that are made with the, the Parlay Ocean plastic. Outstanding. Just so so cool that they that, that the, the league and the, the team and everything has, that was able to happen. Just so cool. And what a great jersey! Beautiful, beautiful jersey. And, and, and we'll pause for a second, Cameron. Why aren't? Why wasn't it worn more? They're only ever worn for one game. What's so every every club gets one. Yeah. Uh, it's to it's. Uh, is it around Earth Day that they wear them? I'm not even sure, but it's supposed to be to to support, um, you know, the, the environment and and stuff like that. So every team got them. So every game that weekend, one team wore the prime blue, blue jersey. And I don't know if the white jersey had a different name or if it was just called Prime Blue White. I mean, I, I love wearing green all the time, but you can wear it more often, especially if it raises awareness. Yeah, it, Prime Blue is the brand. Opinions. Prime Blue is the brand, so it was a white Prime Blue. Gotcha. Cool. So we're on to the second to last question. There is a bonus question on the last one, though. Oh, boy. Mm-hmm. I already forget who's up because you guys switched up. I, I Yeah, I'm up. So Cameron yeah, will take the bonus and Cameron might be able to tie it. Who knows? Okay, that, that lines up well. And I think you'll get this because I'm giving you the name of the kit. Jackson. Oh, beautiful. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Here we go. Okay. The one thing I'm bad at, you're giving me. What was the inspiration behind the Nightfall kit? Uh, it was a 2000 and... Was it 14 or 15? Night against Portland. It was a game against Portland where the night sky lit up pink. 
And as I remember, it was a sounder wind, a pretty dominating sounder wind. I remember being there and the night sky was just, it was, it was almost something out of a comic book. It was a pink sky. It was a truly, truly pink sky in person. Something I, you rarely see, but it was just beautiful. So, so it was that night and that game against Portland that, in, and, and it was, I believe, a full stadium game. It was just a stunning experience. Um, I believe it was that night that inspired, inspired the nightfall. Uh, walk-off, not even a walk-off home run. That was just a grand slam to send the other team home <laughs> because you answered the bonus question that was going to be going to Cameron. <laughs> the inspiration was a sunset photo over uh, over CenturyLink. The bonus question was answer one of two correctly. What was the score and who was the opponent? Uh, well, it was Portland, but the score was. Uh, score. There you go. Oh God, what I was mean, the score? You like? win, but look, we can give Cameron uh, a double. I don't. I don't know the score. Cameron, I, you, you t- uh, I, I, I have a guess at the score, but I don't know it. Cameron, do you know it? No, because the kind of scores I remember would be like MLS Cup final. Like I don't remember the scores yeah. of games. I feel, or, I feel like it was something or, like four to two. Am I am I completely no? That was in Portland. Two four to two in Portland. No, two yeah, it was the. Two I think I believe it was the only home match that year. Mm. And it was sixty thousand. That was a beautiful plus. night. Sixty thousand plus. But the photo shows that great night. Oh, one of my favorite Sander experiences that night. So one thing we'll learn from this is. I will do a little bit more research, not on certain <laughs> websites. <laughs> and not all the blame. I just didn't double up my sources, right? And that's what you're supposed to do. I mean, a... you're going to cut this out when I say this, because otherwise I'll murder you. And we're back. <laughs> I'm still alive. And Cameron has not murdered me. But the final Sweet. score is Jackson, 13. The guest coming in here. El Presidente, six. Oof. Jeez. It, it, oh, I, mean, boy. I mean, you did have a, a combo two-point for most of the questions, and you pretty I much still, walk into a winning year, uh, if you know the kid. We'll, get, we'll give Jackson a chance to, to give his victory speech, but as the loser, I just want to say congratulations, Jackson. I feel like the end of the Siggy Schmidt era when none of the players would talk to him because he yelled too much. Oof. <laughs> oh. capital, o, capital Cameron o, coming in hot, and I love Stiggy. My dog was named take, Stiggy. But... Go take your take. I your will victory. take. I will take my victory speech time to do the thing that I I I, I think I have a nice platform in doing right now, and that is to say, um, you know, one thing that I wanted to make sure I say tonight is what a pleasure it's working with you guys. I mean, Aaron. A couple of years ago, we did the, the 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 simulation games with Andrew Harvey, and then we did the NBA 2K game with Cameron uh, Sonics versus Oklahoma City. Uh, it's been so much fun working with you on on this and those, and, and it, it's so much fun. And and you know, all while you're dealing with and and you know, raising a newborn. Um, so so it's so much so awesome working with you, man. And then Cameron, um, I mean, I don't even know the right words, but um. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I love you, buddy, and uh, and this is so We're much fun to be able to work with right now. We absolutely are, um, <laughs> and uh, and it's just so much fun to be here because because uh, you guys are awesome, and Aaron, it's so great to work with you, Cameron, uh, man. Um, cheers to cheers to you both. So um, let's rock and roll. Let's talk some sounders, man. Yeah. Like, so yeah. now we'll now we'll actually run we'll run through some real shit. So 
the season's about to start. Two weeks, three weeks, right? We got some preseason. You guys have more insight on the preseason, but I really want to just run through who we've lost and who we've gained. And by lost, I, I mean someone not currently on the official roster, right? So there are four and four, okay? We have people who have moved on or are not currently with the team. Shane O'Neill, Nico Benize, Spencer Ritchie, Jordy Dellum. Jackson, I'll let you start. Shane O'Neill, what does that mean? Yeah, Shane O'Neill was, I think, a, a really good second and, and sometimes often third center back who I think brings this team a lot of stability, a veteran presence at that center back spot where you have a Yamar who you can look at as almost sort of a Chad Marshall type player where he is your solid, always number one center back, no matter what lineup you're playing in, you know Gomez Andrade is going to be there and he's going to dominate. Goliath he's your lockdown. Yeah, number one. And then, you know, there was that, you know, thing where, where all right, so Ariaga's in there, you know, and, and he's in the middle and he's a younger kid, you know, and he's more athletic, which means he plays in the middle of those three. But then Shane was the steady Eddie. Shane was the veteran. He was the guy that you knew exactly what you were going to get from him every night. And yeah, did he have his moments where he screwed up, you know, looking at the league's cup? Yeah. You know, he, he did have moments where he screwed up, but you know, you look at, you know, the view from 35,000 feet, you look at the long view and Shane O'Neill was, was a steady veteran presence in that defensive line. And, and so it is a loss. It is a loss, not having a hobby or not having a Shane O'Neill in that back line. Do you need a veteran center back to, to fill his role this season? Maybe, you know, it depends kind of how things shake out, but, but yeah, at the end of the day, Shane O'Neill was, was a good really good presence on this team. He, he was good in the clubhouse and, and I, I think they will miss him. And, and Toronto is gaining a, a very, a, a decent center back overall, but a really good presence and a really good leader to have as a veteran presence in that locker room. Cameron. Yeah. I, you know, the thing about Shane O'Neill is he was such a hardworking player. And so I think, he will be missed. Um, but at the same time as a fan, you know, uh, I, I look back at those mistakes that cost us some important games, whether they were penalties or um, own goal in the uh, MLS or COVID is back tournament, I guess, as I call it. And, and stuff right. like that. So, so yeah, I mean, uh, Shane O'Neill, I think will be a loss, but he is kind of superfluous to our needs at this point, especially, if we're moving back to, to four at the back. Yeah. And that, that is a good point. Cause I was, I was thinking about, I mean, Aria, I feel like Ariaga when he first came to us was more liability than profitability. And it's just another ability word I can throw in there. You know what I mean? Like he just was inconsistent in his performances in his first year. And then last year it, even though Shane O'Neill had a, fairly constant presence in our defense. Ariaga, I felt more comfortable with at, as the season ended, and just and overall, right? So I, I, that's basically his replacement. Yamar's not new is not going anywhere. If we keep a three man back line, which we can get into later, but if someone's going to go, it's O'Neill over Ariaga, right? Yamar's not leaving new. Who's not leaving. So, and I, right. I guess it made the most sense. 
but it was actually like you were consistent 90 minute player that we had all season to lose. So that was a pretty big deal. Um, Nico Benazé. I'll get back to you, Jackson. He's gone. Yeah. Nico kind of came in mid season and he was a, a good presence. I mean, you know, whether it was, you know, starting every so often or, or coming off the bench, I, I think that he was good in the midfield. He was good on the ball. Um, but you mean know, one of those veteran guys that just added a little something, he was obviously really happy to be here. I mean, so many times I would talk to him after Sounders practice and we would, we would specifically key on, you know, how much he loves the, the people here, the fan support, you know, and, and he clearly soaked up every ounce of being a Sounder fan. Um, but at the end of the day, like in terms of his on the field quality, I, I think, what he added can be replaced pretty easily by by certain other players, whether that be a Reed Baker Whiting or whether that be, you know, even a Freddie Montero dropping back into the number ten spot. You know, so at the end of the day, like what what Nico Benazay added, I think you can make up for fairly easily with the amount of talent that's on this roster and the amount of talent that's, you know, part of the young group that's coming up, you know, from the academy to Defiance now to the first team. So so. I mean, sure. Yeah. I mean, Nico Benazay from a fan aspect, you know, you're, you're, you're losing that. And he's, he was so much fun to, on social media for so long, but yeah, on the field, I don't think you're missing too much with Nico Benazay. I, I do want to put my, my, my voice in. I, I agree with you hundred percent Jackson. And I think, I mean, I was frustrated. I'm section 128, which looks at, the bench warming up like the bench players warming up right they're right in that like southwest corner doing their little lappy loose behind the goal and leo chu is just always there warming up and never playing and his potential the reason i mean his 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 contract he's not just someone we brought through the wings he is someone that we brought in for a purpose in my opinion um and i and i also have a little bit i was very I had just seen Goal. Remember, you know, the movie Goal? I had just seen that yeah. 10 years ago. And when we signed Miguel Montano, I was like, this dude, this dude is going to be the next Cristiano Ronaldo. And it's going to be from the Sounders. Right. I just had this vibe about him. But I have that more realistic vibe with Leo Chu. Like this dude's got skill. He's just not fitting mid-season where he's been brought on to a team that at the time we were fucking riding that that wave. And then we know what happened in the, in the say, latter third of the season, right? And I feel like this is a season for Leo Chu. I think the, the, the removal uh, sounds very surgical and weird of Nico is for Leo Chu, in my opinion to give him more opportunities. Cameron, what do you think? Not so much about Leo, too, so, but just Nico and maybe what I said. The scuttlebutt of it Ooh. is. <laughs> hey, that, first episode. Nice one. That uh, Leo Chu was never supposed to play as much as he did last year already. He was brought in as a player to develop and play over time. Uh, what we saw in the flashes from him when he did play made us want him more. But that when, when Garth had said when he signed him uh, in press conferences, that's not why he's brought here. You know, this is a guy that came from uh, his state. He had never left his state in Brazil before and then came here 
and so it was a big move for him. So it was more about acclimating him to a new life in a new place and get rid of all those distractions, get him acclimated to being a part of the team and then get him on the field. So he didn't have to feel the pressure that could be placed on him as a young man to perform immediately. Uh, I think what we saw, and this isn't about Benaza yet, what we saw from him is that he, when put in positions to succeed, he will, and he's got tons of talent. So uh, I agree uh, that uh, losing Benaza from that perspective maybe isn't a, as big of a deal. Um, but for me, this is the hardest loss. Really? Uh, I, yeah, I, he was the heart and soul of that team. He was so funny. He just, he, his character, he's such a character. And he really made that season fun for the fans and and on the field with the celebrations. And it seemed like his teammates uh, would banter back and forth with him a lot on Twitter. And so I feel like he brought something to the team that wasn't just his play on the field, which was good. Like he he loved living in Colorado, uh, but he just never got a chance to play. And as soon as he came here, he immediately was succeeding. Uh, I think I would have liked to see him come back, um, but. Also, yeah, we have Leo Chu in the wings, so we we don't really uh, need it, especially with Leo Chu's contract as a, a third young DP. And Nico's not thirty three, willing to take a MLS pay cut to live in where he wants to right. live, whereas a Montero, he's good retiring right now if we don't sign him. Probably, <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. So no, that that's fair enough. Um, Spencer Ritchie, Jackson. Yeah, I mean, it's just one of those kind of third goalkeepers. I mean, Spencer came in and he had one shutout. So, you know, Andrew Thomas, Andrew Thomas, uh, did he? I think Spencer Ritchie had one game and he had a shutout in it. Um, yeah, I think Spencer Ritchie had one game and he had a shutout in it. But overall, I, I mean, you brought in a guy, Andrew, Andrew Thomas, who's from Stanford, um, who's who's in or, not, or uh, you know, so I, I think I think Andrew Thomas fills the shoes of Spencer Ritchie when he stays healthy, completely fine. So, um, I mean, we wish him the best. Obviously, he, obviously, he's a local guy. Um, I believe his wife actually went to high school with me. Um, oh, I didn't know he was local so, to begin with, and then layer that. Yeah, that. yeah. Uh, so, so um, yeah, but I mean, at the end of the day, like. Um, we wish Spencer Ritchie the best, but it's it's not a not a big loss for the Sounders wide. But yeah, again, right. wish him the best. Could be a good opportunity if he's he's the main backup in in Chicago. Yeah. I mean, it's a Chicago up. is a great city to live. So can't can't complain about. I mean, I think you can complain about playing for the Fire. Well, on, on a separate Fire Chicago. Chicago's yeah. a great city. And I think I think on a separate point. I mean, and we I don't know if we get into it later, but like Stephen Cleveland sticking around and that was being my able to bring back Stephen side comment is he is that is Hayden Christensen. It's huge. Oh, they well, look exactly the same uh, from episode one and two. Boy, I'm going to have to look at that side by side, but, but overall bringing back um, Stephen Cleveland is huge because Stephen Cleveland is, was, was fantastic last mm-hmm. year. And I just, I'll, I'll never understand. I probably will never understand why Charlotte didn't, pour out and bank up the Brinks truck for Stefan Cleveland because as you're an expansion team in Major League Soccer and you just watch Stefan Cleveland step into Stefan Fry's shoes mm-hmm. and do a damn good job, why would you not just give him all the money in the world to be your starting goalkeeper 
So the, the fact that they went out and got somebody internationally instead of instead of paying a bunch of money for Stephen Cleveland, who was a free agent, I don't understand. But what is their mistake, I think, is the Sounders' huge gain because Stephen Cleveland is outstanding. And, you know, yeah, Stephen Fry is getting up there in age, but, you know, to have Cleveland just right there behind him is such a huge addition for this team going into 2022 um and and what you know no matter how many starts cleveland ends up getting this year to be able to have him on the roster as as your backup is is I mean, he's the best backup goalkeeper in major league soccer and it's not yeah. even close yeah not even close i completely agree with you, know, you and i'm, I'm sorry yeah, i'll let you yeah. go for in, in a second but i mean yeah I, I love Stephen Fry, and I, I I love him, right? And he moved to Bainbridge, which is where I basically grew up, right? So it's like, hey, if you want to go to San Carlos, Stephen, well, I'll meet you there. Give you margarita. But, like, he, he is getting up there, but it, it, and I don't think it is so much uh, the performance. I mean, he came back. It's a pretty serious knee injury without getting major surgery or anything. He came back, and... It's not because of him, but that like that was second half of the season. Last third, we declined. He was there at the beginning, but for the fact that Cleveland came right in and it was like it just don't look between the posts, and he wouldn't know the difference. It says a lot when Stephen Bryce should be on the U.S. Men's National Team. <laughs> like in my opinion, like. Like that, you're you're completely right, Jackson, and I'm I'm very excited for us that he's our backup when he very likely and and deservingly so should be making money as a starter in this league. And what a special goalie room, right? I mean, you had you know obviously one of the greatest goalies in the MLS in Fry. You have um, you know Spencer Ritchie who has since left as a backup, who's going to be mm-hmm. successful where he is. You have Steph Cleveland as the backup. Uh, we can't forget that um, we have one of the best goalies of all time uh, for the Sounders, and that was Alex Roldan, <laughs> who uh, finished off the game at San Jose. Um, uh, so what what an amazing player. But, but Trey Muse, who I think, I don't know why, and I don't know if it's because of Spencer Ritchie. Uh, excuse me. I don't know if it's because they, they found what they want in a backup through Steph mm-hmm. Cleveland, and they, they're determined to keep him. Losing Trey Muse is surprising to me yeah. because of how much hype he was brought in on. He was the number one college player. He came in as a homegrown. They loaned him out in order to get uh, more playing time through a competitive time with, uh, was it San Diego that he was at? Uh, yeah. Rather than being at the Defiance where he could play every day, but he's playing with young players who aren't really trying to win. Uh, but then he did get hurt during the season. So I don't know what that tells us, but I was surprised to see them move on from Trey Muse. And I don't know if you have any insight into that, Jackson, from your on on um, air conversations on Sounders Weekly. With yeah, Muse us. Had to. I'm sorry. <laughs> well done. No, I mean, listen, like, I think one of the things is is when Stefan Fry, the fact that he is, you know, I should say getting up there in age, but he's really not because he plays so young. But like, yeah, you want to be able to have the next in line and be able to say, okay, after Fry, I mean, yeah, I mean, we play FIFA, we played, you know, Madden, those sort of things. You want to, when, when there's an aging player, you want to be able to have a young player who can step into those shoes. So, so Trey Muse had a, you know, had a lot of qualities to his name. 
But I think one of the things is when you see a guy like Stephen Cleveland be able to, you know, show up and then and come up in so such big ways, you know, not that you don't need a Trey Muse, but it just, you know, it shows itself in different ways. And then with Andrew Thomas, who, who Tommy Dutra loves and everything I've heard, you know, is that Tommy Dutra loves Andrew Thomas, who is who's a Stanford guy and uh, i believe he's stanford and who who has a, a rich history in soccer himself so so when you can have a young guy as your third guy who you who tommy also still loves i think i think that's kind of an added kind of boost where you don't necessarily need to emphasize keeping around a Trey Muse. You can make sure that go Trey Muse goes and gets the right opportunities and make sure that he you know, gets the playing time he needs to develop as a good goalkeeper because if he was just to sit here as your third guy, he may not get what he needs to, to become a good player. Yeah, yeah, Stanford grad for sure. And and interestingly, born in Mo- Moscow, Russia, so right. may also be a spy. So uh, <laughs> loan him out. He, he was in the Watford Academy at nine, like – that that's a quality player that, it's also that, a quality um, spy <laughs> get him in yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah i mean i think that that's a great point i just i would have liked i mean we've done it before right we we've done it with uh tyler miller who was not going to get his yeah. place because of how good uh fry had become and ended up moving to lafc where he was kind of thrown under the bus because their defense terrible was terrible yeah and he actually um, played, I thought he still played well. Yeah, yeah. And then he went to Minnesota where he's great. So, yeah, we've got a a, a few more uh, minutes here with Jackson that we want to make sure that we get through. Um, so let's let's quickly jump through these uh, new players that brought in, and maybe we can just throw them all at Jackson to discuss at once. Uh, but first, uh, I, I really, I'm struggling with uh, how to pronounce names sometimes of new players. So is it Rus- Rusnak? Rusnak? Ru- Maybe we should just uh, get uh, it right and ask James. Okay, hold on, hold on. I think I think we can figure this James. one out. Ahoy Sounders fans, James Willard here, the voice of your Seattle Sounders football club at Lumen Field. So that you can all be better prepared for my goal-scoring announcements this season, the pronunciation of our new designated player's name is Rusnak. Albert Rusnak. I'm sure we'll be echoing his name many times as his Sounders career unfolds. Go. I cut it early. Hold on. Sounders. Sorry, James. I didn't mean to cut you off. I love you. <laughs> angry text after this. Rusnak. All right. So, 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 Jackson, we we bre- we bring up um, Obed Vargas, who was already a known quantity of the team. Um, Sam Adineron. Uh, Adineron. Uh, Dylan Tevez, who seems to gonna be able to make an impact right out of college, which is rare these days because college seems a step down. But then we bring in RSL's DP, what? like in January. Like, yeah. What? That was was it December? So, it was January. So so a few weeks ago, I was worried that like we weren't gonna make the playoffs because we had no players, and then within like three weeks, All suddenly we have the best team. The best week. Yeah. So so talk talk about that and maybe some of the additions. All right. Well, let's. I always love to bury the lead, so let's bury the lead. Um, Obed Vargas is a sensationally talented young player from Anchorage, Alaska, and during the pandemic, uh, Obed Obed Vargas, um, Alaska. 
Yeah, right. Exactly. I, I, I don't know if he's the only person from Alaska to ever play in MLS, but Obed Vargas is very talented. You know, Wade Weber has talked about how he can turn and go from zero to 60 in an instant. Um, he's really quick in the midfield, um, good on the ball. Um, and and where he ends up playing at the MLS level, whether it's a six or an eight, and, and then in Brian Schmetzer's system is a whole different question. But what is for sure is Obed Vargas is very talented. And the age he is, I mean, if he can get some time, and he'll continue to develop you know, with defiance, but if he can get some time at the top level and put on some good performances, Obed Vargas is a name to watch um, in the international level. You know, you know, I'm not saying that the Sanders are going to go and sell him for $10 million. But what I am saying is just watch him. Well, five years ago, he wouldn't say that about Tolo. Right, exactly. So, so just watch Obed Vargas and see how he develops because very talented, very quick, good on the ball, everything you want in, in what is a what, 15, 16 year old, um, from Anchorage, Alaska, but I was in, in COVID, you know, when, when, when the coronavirus happened, he went back up to Alaska and was just kind of training and with family and back home. And he took that time to hone his game and to become a better player and to really to train himself in the ways he needed to train. And he got so much better when he came back down here and rejoined the academy. He was at a whole different level. And and the team is seeing that and saw that in Tacoma last year where he got a ton of minutes and really was a, you know phenomenal goals, with defiance right? last year. Um, I don't know about that many. Um, you, we might be talking about I Sam and Dinner on. But 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 Obed was great last year with Defiance. He was great. So so Obed's name to watch. Sam Adinaron's good. We saw him in the Austin game. Um, he was clearly dangerous. He has good speed. He's big, really big. Um, I would say he's a faster, younger Will Bruin. Um, which no disrespect to Will Bruin, it's more of a respect to Sam Adinaron. Yeah. That I think Sam Adinaron is a really talented young player. Um, so he's, he's, he's big, he's fast, he has a good head, um, you know, in terms of he, he has a really, really good mentality. Uh, we talked to him, you know, at preseason training, and, and he's so excited to be with the first team now on this contract. He's well-deserved. So Sam Adineron is a nice backup forward to have on this team. Uh, Dylan Tevez at the University of Washington, we saw him rip it up. They got to the NCAA final, and, and Dylan Tevez is a – really talented young player i think the big question is because we haven't seen him at the even the usl level so what did dylan tevez do if you put him with tacoma what's he gonna do with defiance is he gonna rip it up is he just gonna look like the best player on the field at all times or is he gonna have to work into a system and if he's, he's gonna have to work at that next level so i'm eager to see what dylan tevez is does he need that time um, at the professional level to, to get to that next level? Or is Dylan Tevez ready? I mean, we saw Christian Roldan when he was drafted from the Sounders in 2015. He came onto the scene quick, really quick. And Siggy Schmidt very, very quickly knew that this kid was ready to go. So is Dylan Tevez another Christian Roldan? Or does he need more time? It's so hard to say because we've only seen Christian, we've only seen Dylan Tevez at the college level where he has been very, very good. He would have been a top five MLS super draft pick, but of course he is a homegrown from the Sounders. So 
because he would have been an MLS super draft pick, that leads me to think that he's going to be a consistent MLS bench player to come to Defiance top player. But again, we just have to see him on the field at that next level. Um, now, all three of those aside, buried the lead. Albert Rusnak. I don't exactly know what to say other than, oh my gosh, how the heck did they pull this off? And and at the, at the introductory press conference they had down at Starfire Sports Complex, the training facility, you know, Garth said, Garth Lagerway, the general manager and president of soccer, said that when when Craig Weibel first came to him with the free agent list and and you know and Garth saw Rusnak's name, the initial thought was, we can't get Albert here. I mean, he's a top player. It's a designated player. We're not going to be able to get Albert Rusnak to Seattle. Um, so he didn't think it was possible. But it happened. And you look at the reasons why, and Albert talked about it, you know, from, from having the connections here. Freddie Juarez, the former Real Salt Lake coach who's now your assistant coach. You know, from Craig Weibel, the guy who brought Rusnak to Salt Lake who's now Seattle's sporting director. Um, there are there are many connections to RSL to Seattle, and Rusnak's just another. It, it was before and, Rusnak, but Garth Ligaway. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly right, right? So, so there's so many connections that it, it kind of just made a lot of sense. And for, for Rusnak, a guy who is supremely talented, 41 goals. 39 assists in what is essentially four and a half years, five seasons in Major League Soccer, 11 goals, 11 assists last year. What he can add in the midfield from not only a central spot out on the right wing, if Brian wants to run a 3-5-2, he can play as one of those three in the middle. If he wants to run the 4-2-3-1, he can run as a number 10. He can run as a right winger. There's so many different ways you can use Albert Rusnak. And no matter the, what way you use him, he's going to find space and he's going to find the ability to change a game. So what Albert Rusnak adds to this team is a whole different dimension than than maybe they've ever had, where where it's not necessarily a Nico who's elite in the midfield in the number 10. He can drift and he can play and he can play freely in a number of different spots. And at the end of the day, he's passing back to a guy in Rui Diaz who is so clinical and he's passing to guys like Jordan Morris and he can just send a ball into space for a guy like JMO who can just find the ball and get he, one of Jordan's best qualities getting between the defender and the ball. So for Rusnak, it, it's a perfect opportunity for him to be able to come in here and just use all of his strengths to the top levels and just make this team that much better. The addition of Rusnak for me, when I was going into the season, you know, Cameron, to loop back to your point, you're coming into a thing. This is going to be a good team. And I for sure thought they would make the playoffs, but adding Albert Rusnak, it makes him an MLS cup favorite. I, I'm going to hand it off to Cameron because I want to hear your thoughts. But when you were just saying how they could, between they, I mean, Ladero, Jamo, Rui Diaz, and Rushnak, to have that dynamic, I think the closest we've ever seen was obviously Deuce and Oba, but when Marco Papa was on his game. 
and you could see those one, two, threes, one, two, threes, one, two, threes, just, just like a nice little melody happen from midfield. But now, and, and now, now and we're going to have some, that, the whole game and also players that are on it all game. I mean, think about this, Aaron, really quickly, and, I'll, and I'll, I'll, I'll keep this brief, I promise. I know I've been going along. But think about what your top six will look like in a 4-2-3-1. You would have Christian and Joao Paulo holding. Your three midfielders attacking, if I can hold up three fingers correctly, are Jordan on the left, Nico in the middle, and then Rusnak on the right with Rui Diaz up top. That is your theoretical 4-2-3-1 top six. How any team manages to stop that six together, I have no idea. And if they do, Cameron and, and, has a formation probably but yeah, that can work for that. Yeah, there probably is one. But, but here's the thing is, those six, you're not even counting having rolled on and JP back there, <laughs> who both of them oh, can yeah. play up. Both of them can score. Both, I mean, so, yeah, so I mean, like. What was beast mode? Quite literally. It's insane. It's 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 insane, and to have someone, you know, to have a solid back uh, line like we do, it's just this may be a more talented squad than the the uh, was it 2015 Sporter Shield winning. Oh yeah, this is listen, on, listen, Cameron. On paper, this is the best Sanders team of all time. Right, right, and it's going to depend on so much. Is Nico healthy? Uh, you know how 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 we're able to bring Rusnak in. What does that mean for Christian? Is Brian going to put the right uh, formations out there to help us win? Uh, is going away from a formation where we dominated the league for most of the season going to be a huge mistake? You know, we don't know that yet. But but there, I think there's a lot to look forward to this season, and I'm I'm, I'm super excited about the start of the season for the first time in a while. Like I always dread the start. I don't know why because I'm I'm like there's we've been so good. There's no way we can be this good again. And you know, Garth proves us, well, proves me right, but proves so many other people wrong. Because I, I preach the gospel of Garth to anyone that would like to hear it. As and do I. As Garth's do I. So, <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know how he does it again and again. And there's, I have so much FOMO when we see other teams signing all these players. And I'm like, oof, oof. But then we go ahead and sign a DP. We re-sign... Uh, extensions for Raul and JP. We bring back Montero and Rowe Bruin, Bruin, and Alex Bruin, Bruin, like, Bruin, Bruin, like Fuck bring back God. Will Bruin. Will Bruin could be starting for a bunch of other teams, mm -hmm. and he's coming off our he bench. Could have been so, starting for other you know, teams this it's, entire it's, time. It, it's pretty great. It's pretty great. So, so uh, Jackson, is there anything that you've seen from uh, preseason camp in in the you know the the limited games we've had? And, and granted, you don't have everyone there. Obviously, mm -hmm. Jordan and Christian are gone with the USA at the uh, USMNT matches. Well, what is, but what is, um, what is Brian doing? Yeah, how, how are you feeling about what what's going on down there in the different format? Because because we talked about it. that first match, they 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 did what a, a, a almost a three four three. A four three three, and, four, three, and three. at the end of the day, I think that's more likely what you're actually going to see. Um, and there's been lineup projections, and certain websites and certain Twitter accounts and certain outlets have put out their projected lineup for what this season's lineup could look like. And lineups are so weird. And Brian talked about it a bit at the last, uh, the the uh, the start of last season, um, before the season started, how lineups are so 
different because lineups can kind of shift and, and, you know, change around as games go. So you start with a lineup and then things kind of shift from there. So at the end of the day, I, I think that when the Sounders are rolling this year, it's going to look like a 4-3-3, where it's actually going to look like Nuhu is your left back, Ariaga Yaimar, Alex Roldan on the right, your three midfielders are, of course, J.P. Christian and Nicholas Ladero. And the top three are Jordan Morris, Raul Ruiz Diaz, and Albert Rusnak. And when you look at it that way, there's a couple things that that does. And, and, and listen, like, I have not seen this in person yet. And, and I'm, I'm basing this off a couple things. It's basing it off of, you know the preseason action so far and looking at how the team can get high and, and, you know, further up the field. And when they get further up the field, obviously you're going to push guys. And, and with that said, you know, you look at the attacking talent that's on this team and, and most certainly they won't all start every game. But if you have, you know, a, a guy like, you know, new who, who can sit a little bit further back, focus defensively and not necessarily worry about getting up the field because he has a Ladero or a JP right in front of him on that left side of those three. And then you have a Christian on the right and whether it's JP or Nico in the middle, maybe Nico is pushing up a little bit higher, you know. It, it, it takes the weight off of getting up the field of those fullbacks. And I know that's not Brian Schmetzer's system. It's not what it has been in the 4-2-3-1 for years because in the 4-2-3-1 for Brian Schmetzer's career, it's been push the fullbacks high, get Alex up the field, get you know Brad Smith, Jimmy Nuhu up the field, right? This isn't as much as that. It's, it's utilize the top six with all of the talent that they have and push those six. And if you push those six – then you can focus on defending with four and and just know you're solid back mm-hmm. there. And if you want to throw an Alex up the field or if you want to throw a Nuhu up the field every so often and push seven instead of six, that's totally fine. But you have Rui Diaz, Morris, Rusnak, Ladero, JP, Christian. That's enough to put a ball in the back of the net, right? So, so more when when things start moving and the waves start coming as we see at lumen field where it's just wave after wave of attacks i I think you'll see more of that kind of four three three type of look where it is at the top rui diaz in the box maybe sitting back out waiting for you know a crossing ball and then jordan pushing in from the left Rusnak pushing in from the right and then also being able to drop back. Nico coming up right, you know, being able to assist Rui Diaz right there at the top of the box. And then you have JP and Christian sitting right there where they can drop back and defend if they need to in the given moment, but are also so good on the ball and also damn good shots themselves where they can sit 25 yards back. And if a ball pops back out to them, We've seen JP send balls in from that deep. We've seen Christian send balls in from that deep. So I'm not really worried about necessarily the formation because it is going to shift around. Whether Brian calls it a 4-2-3-1, whether he calls it a 4-3-3, whether he calls it a, a, a 3, whatever he ends up calling it, 
it will shift as the game goes on and utilize the talent that's on the field um, and utilize the speed too, because Leo Chu, a guy that we mentioned a while back, right? When Leo Chu finds his spot on this team and when he finds his action, if he plays in a 4-3-3, mm-hmm. he's obviously playing on the left outside of, of Rui Diaz on the kind of the left wing spot. And that's his perfect spot. And all of it takes the emphasis off, off that back four. So, all of this to say that whatever we see as a listed formation doesn't necessarily yeah. mean that's going to be the formation as the game goes on. It's going to evolve and it's going to utilize the talent of the guys on the field and full confidence in Brian, in Freddie Juarez, and in Andy Rose as well, and in well, everybody man, else. Right? To, to be able to, to get the most out of the guys that are on the field on a given day because there is such talent that it's hard to see them, them not utilizing that talent in, in all of this way um, to, to get what I think should be a, a massive, massive year for this team. I just want to say two things. Um, the fact that Andy Rose chose to not continue playing, I mean, I think he's younger than at least me and Cameron. But the fact that he he yeah. is choosing to be a coach for the Sounders versus definitely being able to play says a lot about uh, I mean, says it a lot about a lot this organization. organization. Yeah. But the next thing I want to say was that the the fact that we have that kind of I don't know we can adjust mid game to a four two three one with just Rolled on and JP, hey, we got to play more defensive at the moment into a, into a formation that generally the club is very familiar with, right? I mean, this, this was a formation until last year and then came into play a little bit later, but it was, mostly it was the, was the three, five backline kind of situation. But the fact that if we do what you just said, the four, three, three, gives JMO, who is coming off an injury. I mean, he just played for the U.S. Men's National Team and, and probably the worst debut that you could probably have in terms of weather, right, coming off of a knee injury, but also barely played coming back. So I'm I'm just really excited for that dynamic and that JP and Christian can flip the switch at any moment. Yeah, it's it's gonna be, it's gonna be really cool and and to see what this team can become this year, being able to shift formations as the game goes on, and shift formations as subs come on, being able to just change on a dime because the, the the three five two got figured out in the middle of last year. We shift to the to the three four two one, and and being able to shift formations as games go on and keep teams on their heels and and not being able to let teams prep for you. Uh, it's going to add a whole other wrinkle that just makes makes the Sounders so hard to to play against this season. Would you say that's our biggest strength? Yeah, vers- the versatility on the field and being able to, you know, the the, build, the biggest strength obviously is being goal dangerous, and this team will be ridiculously goal yeah. dangerous. But but I think I think you know being able to be versatile and play in so many different ways uh, with so many different guys. Um, you really don't know what kind of formation they could come out with or what kind of formation will evolve as the game goes on. That's going to be a massive strength for this team. Cameron, what do you think would be our biggest weakness going into the season from what we know? 
Don't hate me, coach. I think it's going to be what formations we run to start games and whether or not we have the courage to change them mid-game if it's not working. You know, I think sometimes we stick to a plan too long and it's too late in the game. Of, of course, that's not always true because we saw what happened against Minnesota in the Western mm-hmm. Conference final. But, uh, you know, I think I think we oftentimes can get stuck in a rut doing what we're doing, even when it's not successful because it's been successful in the past. So hopefully, uh, you know, with Freddie and uh, Andy Rose in there, they can uh, bring some new perspectives. Cameron, you're going to get a direct message from Brian Schmetzer asking why you're being critical of him. I, I love Coach, and obviously he's proven time and time again that uh, he knows what's best. So It'll probably be a text. I heard you have a question. I heard you have a question. I actually do. I, uh, I have a question for you guys. So, so let's 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 be this the big the big goodbye to Jackson. Uh, so and, and so this is my question. Um, and actually, this is an ode to James Willard. He actually asked this on Twitter. I was like, I have an idea for the show. You're at a bar. Just after a Sounders game, okay? You're super stoked. We just won. You're all hyped, and you love to talk to someone about just soccer. And you happen to only get the only person that will talk to you that doesn't know anything about soccer. They ask, so what's that offside thing? Jackson, explain the offside rule, followed by Cameron. Very simple. And I've I've learned this by watching hockey. And and Cameron and I went to a Kraken game, and I sort of you know we we joked about the offside rule. Um, but but I, I think offside can best be summed up as an offensive player who is further in the zone than any other defensive player, except for their goalkeeper, goaltender, you know, person in goal. Um, giving the team attacking an unfair advantage of a player who is completely def- uh, completely behind the other team's defending line. Yeah, I think I think that's a good answer. And as a lawyer, I mean, I think maybe I would also give the rules. But hey, <laughs> this is a person that doesn't know much about soccer, and so I'm just gonna say, hey, you know, like. Cherry picking is bad. It's not really fair, and we don't want it. So uh, you, you've got you got to kind of create a fair playing field. I'm sorry, for I said boom. Not to diminish your answer, but that was always been mine because I'm a basketball player. Cherry I'm picking. a basketball player. So playing playground basketball and having some lazy ass MRFer sitting on the other side and they just lob the ball to that guy. I'm like, hey, that's not fair. Aaron at the podcast, you can swear. I don't want to. I have. I have to edit this, by the way. So I'm picking and choosing my swear words. <laughs> if your basketball team isn't good enough to score against four defenders when someone's sitting back there, then that's on you. In basketball, I'm okay with cherry picking because that's not very far. Harkening back to my capital days, baby. Oh man, yeah, no. I, I, oh, my, mine is always the cherry picking. Have you played basketball? Yeah, cherry picking sucks, right? Yeah, that's it. That's the rule. And then they start seeing it. They start now, seeing we'll, it if the, if they know basketball. However, if they don't know any right, sport, right. Jackson, I default to you. No, I, I will say I did once have to explain the rules of baseball to someone who had no, never seen not, baseball before, and that is way harder than any other sport. You just say, oh, that yeah. sucks. It was way harder. Why is it three strikes? I don't know. It just is. It just is. So so we've took so much – took. We've taken so much – we've taken so much of Jackson's time. And we really appreciate him being here. Um, 
This is, of course, a longer episode than I pro- think we probably will oh, have. For sure. For some I feel. I feel like we need to, like we need we need like obligatory thank my wife for for sitting here yes. and who's who's just kind of like all right. <laughs> y- y'all y'all got stories you, to go Phelps. watch. On the I have Netflix. a wife too. You that's know. that's behind the door. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a preseason primer, so yeah. there was a lot of gusto. A lot of gusto. Oh. I've got to go take care of my baby Yoda, oh, so so we better we better start wrapping it up. And I meant literally a baby Yoda. I don't have any kids yet. Um, so we're we're recording more episodes coming up, Aaron. Um, right Absolutely. for for each match, we're going to have mm-hmm. recordings. So we're going to record. Uh, so, we're going to fit in a post Super Bowl recording, not about the Super Bowl, but wow, the calendar lined up perfectly for that for our availability and for the first CONCACAF Champions League against Motagua. Did I say that right, Cameron? Oh, that's that's a really great question because I wasn't sure how to pronounce it. Maybe we Maybe should we ask should. James. Ahoy, Sounders fans. James Wallet here, the voice of your Seattle Sounders football club at Lumen Field. Our first opponent of the 2022 CONCACAF Champions League tournament is FC Motagua. That's Motagua, or as Griffin pronounces it, <laughs> Go Sounders. <laughs> Thank you, James, as always. That's great. And shout out to Griffin and Khaleesi. Oh, yeah, Khaleesi. Khaleesi, yes. shout out yes. to Khaleesi. So, You're right. Khaleesi and Griffin, both both wonderful little pups. Uh, so, yeah, we're recording episodes. We're going to be on each week, but uh, we absolutely want to say as we wrap up here, Thank you so much for being with us, Jackson. It wouldn't be a first episode without you. Appreciate everything you do from Sounders Weekly to uh, pre and post game show host for the Sounders to, uh, you know, producing Softy Show and KJR, which, you know, is is if you're a Homer sports Mm -hmm. fan, that's the only show you're listening to in Seattle. So it's it's uh, it's pretty it's pretty great having you. You're a badass buddy to have. Cheers, Jim. Oh, cheers, gentlemen! Thank you so much. I uh, love you guys. It, it's so much fun to be here with with two good friends. And uh, whenever you want me, I'm always here for All you. All right, I'll call you tomorrow. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, seriously, thank you very much. And let's just uh, bring this into port, if we if if we will. Uh, I am Aaron Lingley. I'm the host, and that is also my Twitter handle. So if you don't see it already in the de- description notes, I am Aaron Lingley. Cameron. I'm Cameron Collins. You can find me on Twitter at Legal Minded Punk, all one word. Jackson Feltz. Uh, Jackson KJR on Twitter. Uh, no, sorry, excuse me. Jackson B Feltz on Twitter. I'm sorry. Jackson B Feltz, F E L T. Changed it. That's your new one. Um, that's right, Jackson B. Feltz, uh, because I want to have to take pride in my last name. I'm proud to be a Feltz. Um, uh, Jackson B. Feltz. Uh, oh, again, thank you guys. Appreciate it. And we'll talk soon. You can follow the Sounders Scuttlebutt podcast on Twitter at SSFC Scuttlebutt. And for all inquiries, including questions for the gents or sponsorship opportunities, please email contact at scuttlebuttproductions.com. Be sure to subscribe to the show for new episodes following every Sounders FC match. And don't forget to share your feedback by rating and reviewing. And you can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Brit Voxus. That's Brit Vox US. We'll see you at Lumen and go Sounders.
Alexa, who's the best MLS team of all time? The Seattle Sounders are both unequivocally and irrefutably the best MLS team of all 